Hey, great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. It's the Joe Pag Show. Another half an hour coming your way. The entire crew is here. We appreciate everybody for sure. Let me just say this, and I want this to be standard operating practice. It has nothing to do with my show specifically, although I get a lot of emails every day. And I'm proud to say I get probably between 100 and 400 emails a day. And that means that people are engaged by what we're doing. I'm not mad at that. I'm actually glad about that. But, I've been, Carrie, I've been getting pitches lately from people. And uh-huh. these pitches are three pages long. Now, oh, as yeah, a talk show host just... and as somebody who gets these forwarded from the team and, hey, are you interested in this? Let me, let me just clue everybody in. Whether you're a listener commenting on the show or you're somebody who wants uh, your book author or your podcast host or your actor or actress or singer to come on the show, here's how you do it. Because if you send me three pages, I'm deleting it. And not because I'm arrogant or stupid or rude or, or any of that. It's because I don't have time. Between 100 and 300 or 400 emails a day, you got to have time to be able to give the proper, you know, energy to it. And I might be missing great guests because your publicists are idiots. And I say that with all compassion. If you send me something that says, got a new artist, here's the song, let me know if you want him or her on. Carrie, that's enough. Short and sweet. Yeah, exactly. Yep, that's all you need. Because I will get something that says... Brand new book, opportunity to interview the author. I still don't know who the author is, don't know what the book's about. Now I'm like sentence number three. Mm-hmm. Big topic of the day is blah, blah, blah. And here's seven paragraphs on that. What's the book and who's the author? You know what I mean? Yes. And I don't want to be that guy. And also, I love that people are so engaged they send me 15 emails a show on everything. Hey, that sentence you just said, I thought this about that sentence. Okay, yeah. gotcha. I cannot give you the kind of attention you want, and I want to give you the attention. Does that make sense? It does, actually. Yes. I wish they would listen to you. Now, again, I don't know if they're going to, but... I'm not, I'm not complaining about your engagement. I'm not complaining that you like listening to the show. I love, girl, love, that you listen to the show. Love it. And I want you to continue. But I'm telling you, this is to save you time and energy. You send me something that's more than two sentences long as getting deleted. And it's not because I'm rude. I don't have the time. And I want to have the time. And you could tell me anything you want in two sentences. Like yesterday, somebody was unhappy about an interview I had. And, and it, it's like a, two paragraphs. And by the end of it, he's, he's profane. I'm like, what are you doing? Just oh, tell no, me no, what no. you thought of it, why you liked it or didn't. And let me implore you, when the show is on, if your station, and a lot of them do, run it live, or if you're listening live or watching live, call in. I will have that discussion on the air because I'm not counting words. I'm not counting time. I'm not counting paragraphs. But if you write me something like that that looks so daunting that it's going to take me an hour and a half after dinner to try to really sift through what you're saying, it ain't happening. And again, this is not really about me. This is, let's say, bigger, better, more popular, uh, higher rated shows that you want to get on. And you're never hearing back from the person. Let me tell you why. Because you're writing like an idiot. (laughs) Carrie, is that anything? Was that good advice, do you think? I, I think that was very good advice. Forget I, me. I was going to say, so be ready for my two-sentence email I'm going to send you after the show, okay? Why are you sending me more emails? And and respond to it. No. If it says Carrie Lockett, yes. it's already on the block list. <laughs> no matter how short and sweet it is? Uh, if it's short and sweet, I'll take a look at it today. But again, uh, forget okay. me. Let's say, let's go to really, like like some of those popular shows on the planet. Like, let's go to Joe Rogan has the biggest podcast on the planet. The guy does a great job. Worth $100 million from Spotify or whatever the hell the deal was that he made. God bless him. Trust me when I say he's never going to see your crap. Never. 
unless it's like one sentence that gets through through his levels of people. And I want you to get through. I think that hosts can do better and can learn and can maybe get good guests out of what you're doing. But I, I can't, Carrie, I cannot tell you how many guests I, I probably have missed because the publicist thinks right. they're getting paid by the word. Do these people get paid by the word, do you think? Uh, I'm going to say no on that one. I would think not. I think they would get paid by the appearance or paid by the publicity or the exposure. And I want that exposure and publicity. So, I mean, honestly, you want my eyeballs to see it. My team won't even send it to me if it's more than two sentences long. Sam, is that the way it works, Sam? That is the way it works, 100%. Is Dad being arrogant right now? If I'm being arrogant, tell me. I don't think so. I definitely think that emails need to be like one or two sentences long. I mean, who's reading these long emails? I don't know. I got nothing else going on. Let me read these, this email that's 17 pages on PDF. Oh, by the way, I'm not clicking your PDF. I'm not clicking your doc. I'm not clicking your link. I'm not clicking any attachment that you give me. Carrie, is that clear enough, do you think? Uh, Pretty clear to me. And again, forget me. I'm nothing. I'm a little tiny fish. Go, go go to your favorite talk show ever. Let's say Rush is still around and you want to get a hold of him. You think Rush ever saw your email that was 18 pages long? No. No. Never. No. <sighs> hey, have I gotten that off feel my better? chest? Am I good? Do you feel better? I just, I want people to understand that I want them to be heard and seen and I want their comments to be, to be heard and seen as well. It's not going Got to it. be. It's not going to be. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Let's go to Clayton, who's in Alaska. Clayton, what's going on? Hi. Well, it's cold up here. It's about five degrees, but other than that, we're, I'm doing great. Now, let me ask you this, Clayton. Is five degrees really cold in Alaska, or is that like, hey, it's kind of a warm front? No, it's playing weather. They get five to ten <laughs> degrees, the kids want to go out and play. You know, <laughs> 20, below, 20 below, you keep them in. Okay, I got you. Go ahead. What's on your mind? Well, I, I'm a I'm a native Texan. I'm a t- fourth generation Texan, and I've just been watching what the Biden administration is doing on the border, and they they're literally helping the cartels bring people into the country. Yes, they're cutting the wire. They're lifting the wire. the The border patrol is working for the cartels under the the Biden administration. Uh, I agree. They're letting millions of people come across the border, and they're destroying the Texas I grew up in. My daddy was a Border Patrol agent back in the 1930s, and it was a dangerous job back then because the people trying to come across the border were all, all carrying guns and shooting at you. Right. And, and and now, I mean, I've seen clips. The Border Patrol just helps the illegal immigrants into the country just after they can see where the where the cartels got paid, you know, 100 yards away, and then turn these people loose to come into the country. The Border Patrol is working for the cartels. It's crazy. Anyway, I just <laughs> I appreciate you listening. Yeah. And w- just want to get a word in about it. Well, Clayton, you got your word in and then some. I appreciate you doing so. 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. I find this to be very important to say. The Border Patrol agents individually and the Border Patrol agent union are generally speaking great people who want to secure the border want to protect our sovereignty, want to protect our country. But let me relate this to something that sounds completely unrelated. Let me relate this to men competing against women in women's sports. The way that it's going to change is when the women say, we're not going to do that sport unless you stop allowing men. There's a 50-something-year-old Canadian man that keeps on swimming against 13-year-old girls, and yes, he uses the same showers and locker room. 
Okay, that's a problem. When the parents say my daughter will not compete and this entire tournament will die a slow death because our daughters will not compete, now the tournament and those who are controlling it and running it have to make a decision. Either we want there to be the tournament, we want there to be this event, we want there to be this club, or we don't. We can either get rid of the 50-year-old man and just let the 13-year-old girl swim or get rid of the 13-year-old girls and just let the 50-year-old man swim. Now it's up to you to make a decision. I'm relating this to the Border Patrol very simply. When the Border Patrol Union and the Border Patrol members decide to tell the Biden administration, we're not going to do what you're telling us to do. We're not going to cut the razor wire. We're not going to lift it up with, with, um, with these little bobcats and with, with front-end loaders. We're not going to do it. We're not going to help people break our laws. They can walk 200 yards that way or 200 feet that way and go enter a port of entry and do so safely. We're not going to help them unsafely come here. And at this point, why is that the wrong answer? I'm not telling them to say no to, to their leaders and lose their jobs and, and so on and so forth. But if you've got a union, and I don't think there's much of a place for unions in this country anymore. Back in the day, there used to be. I think unions now are political entities that want to know how you're voting and want to take your dues. Well, if there's a Border Patrol union, who, by the way, I heard the director yesterday. I agree with the director. If there's a Border Patrol union, tell the Border Patrol agents, you can walk off. You can now pick it. You can strike. And we will pay you while you do that to let the Biden administration know you're not taking this anymore. Or at the very least, say no when you're told to cut razor wire and help people illegally come across where there's not a, a legal path, a, a pathway. For me, it's simple. We have all these gates, all these bridges, all these ways to get in. Legally, there's a reason why people coming here illegally don't want to go to them. Those are the most dangerous, in my opinion, are the ones that don't want to be seen, are the ones that don't want to talk to Border Patrol, are the ones that don't want to be logged in and, and vetted. So at some point, you've got to be able to say that as the Border Patrol Union. And the Union says what it says. The Union's pro-border. The Union is, is against what Biden is doing. I don't want to hear the chatter anymore because it's coming to a head in Texas. And it's time now for the Union to say, we got your back. Do what you got to do. 888-941-PAGS. Your thoughts about that? 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. When we come back, we'll also have an update on the Carrie Lake story that was verified to be an audio tape of Carrie Lake and this guy DeWitt from Arizona. There is an update. Keep it here on the Joe Pags Show. This is the Joe Pags Show. Hi, right, great to have you. The Joe Pags Show for your Wednesday, 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Let me give you the, the audio and video of Kareem Jean-Pierre. And Carrie, I, I know that uh, it's, it's been a long, uh, you, you were away for a bit, but a long, mm-hmm. long few days for you. And, uh, and you know, yeah. God bless you and for so being back. so you're rewarding back. me with KJP. Well, I just want you to report on what she says, if you don't mind. Oh, no. I'm going to ask you to put okay. on your, your journalism <laughs> ears and tell me what this lady's <sighs> saying. Here we go. It is important. It is important for Americans to hear the horroring stories that we're hearing from women of their experiences uh, across the country. What do, what do you have for me there? I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't even really but, want to say it. What? The horroring stories? 
Sam, anything? What do you have on That's that one? That's what I heard. You don't know? She's taking phone calls. Polo, anything? I don't even know if I can say what I'm thinking. I mean, I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out what it is that she said. Let me, let me play it again because we probably the just horror mis- stories. We probably all the horrible misunderstood. Stories. Let's hear it again. Mm. It is important. It is important for Americans to hear the horroring stories that we're hearing from women of their experiences. It clearly appears to be the horroring stories, and I don't know that that's is that a thing. A whoring story? No, no, not to my knowledge. I mean, maybe she thought harrowing stories and mixed it up with horror stories. Maybe, right, or even horrible. But whatever it is, is important for us to know about. Do you do you think that it's not? It's important. It's not there for what it sounds like it is. I I don't think that's. What Let me give it to you one more time because maybe that'll become clearer. I want those listening turned up in the radio. Unless you got kids in the car, then then don't. <laughs> but here we go. It is important. It is important for Americans to hear the horroring stories that we're hearing from women of their experience. They are clearly horroring stories that we're hearing from women. Clearly. <sighs> I don't... I, surely I, that's not what she meant, though. Might be what she meant, and don't call me Shirley. I, okay, so... I don't... Um, yeah, I mean, it, to me, I, I'm guessing, this is why I asked about when she started <laughs> speaking the language. Sounds like she's been doing it since she was five, at least. So I don't know. Yeah. And And by the way... And this is a compliment. How the hell does she look like that? She's almost 50. How is that possible? Is she really almost 50? Well, you said she graduated in 1993. I graduated in 84. I'm 57. She'd Uh, have to be 48 years old. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. How's that possible? Uh, She looks great, doesn't she? Looks great. She does, yeah. I mean, not so happy with what she has to say, but she looks great. Um, (laughs) All right, so we have that, and then we go from that, which I'm not sure what she said. I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt and say she meant horror stories. And mm-hmm. she meant harrowing stories and somehow came up with whoring stories. Sure. Yeah, I'm going to go with harrowing. Yeah, that sounds Oh, no, right. she doesn't say harrowing. Better. Let's not give her credit for saying harrowing. I, she doesn't say I that. I know, but I'm saying I think that's probably yes. what she meant to say. Yeah. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go you probably right. Now, here's, here's your girl, Nancy Pelosi, trying to make up um, or trying to go after, I should say, Donald Trump for his mistake of calling Nikki Haley and basically meaning Nancy Pelosi. Well, let me just say I'm not going to spend too much time on Donald Trump's uh, cognitive disorders. But what I am going to say, and I want to, in friendship, say to Chris, he tried to say that Nikki Haley did not allow the National Guard to come, but it was Nancy Pelosi. It wasn't nobody. It was Joe. It was Donald Trump. She's making fun of his cognitive uh, abilities, and he made one mistake. She almost calls... Donald Trump, mm-hmm. Joe Biden, and then she says that it was nobody, I guess alleging that Donald Trump didn't offer it. We do have the proof, the proof that he offered it, I and mean, that proof is in the hands of Cash Patel. But as she's trying to make fun of his cognitive abilities, and again, he made one mistake. Uh, Joe Biden makes a mistake every time he cracks the microphone, every time he looks at a teleprompter, and then she almost calls him Joe Biden, which I think is very interesting. And then I think we have to finish with, I think I've got uh, Kamala Harris. I might not. I think I do. And this is, I think, Kamala Harris basically saying your religious beliefs don't matter. You can be for the abortions if you want. And let us all agree, one does not have to abandon their faith or deeply held beliefs to agree the government should not be telling her what to do with her body. I mean, many would believe that religions are what govern us. And our religious beliefs 
Most of us, the vast majority of people who are alive today, have the belief that killing the unborn child is bad and wrong. So for her to say, hey, don't worry about it, I'm the vice president, I know better than you, you don't have to listen to your God or your beliefs or whatever it is that you grew up believing to believe the government shouldn't be telling a woman what to do with her body. I'm going to tell a woman what to do with her body if she's trying to kill somebody who's in it. And I mean, I don't think that's that's very controversial, but again... You know, they think this is going to be the big issue. It's not. This is not going to be the big issue. Carrie, I think we have time for the follow-up to the Carrie Lake thing. And again, you weren't here yesterday. But Carrie Lake, um, uh, she didn't release this, re- this recording. Somebody did. And the Daily Mail out of UK, out of the UK, reported this and, and actually had the audio. We played the audio yesterday. This guy, DeWitt, in Arizona, he was the GOP chair, is literally asking Carrie Lake how much it's going to take to get her to, to not run for office right now. So what do you have as a follow-up? Yeah, from Fox, Arizona Senate candidate Carrie Lake's campaigns pushing back on a claim by the now former state GOP chair that he was set up by the conservative firebrand in a leaked audio recording allegedly containing what she says was an attempt to bribe her against running for Senate this year. Arizona Republican Party Chair Jeff DeWitt resigned with a lengthy resignation letter on Wednesday, one day after the audio recording was leaked and first reported on by the Daily Mail. In the letter, he claimed the recording was a deceptive tactic by Lake and accused her of being on a mission to destroy him. The tape speaks for itself. The Arizona GOP chairman, Jeff DeWitt, attempted to bribe Carrie Lake. Thankfully, Carrie is an extremely ethical person who rejected DeWitt's multiple attempts to offer her money and corporate board seats in exchange for Carrie not running for public office. Campaign senior advisors Caroline Wren and Garrett Ventry told Fox News Digital. I mean, if, if he was set up and it really didn't happen, why did he step down? Why did he resign? That's weird. So, um, I mean, obviously it's on tape. We hear him say it and the ele- the allegation is that he wanted to talk to her in, in person and not do it over the phone or not do it, you know, via text or anything like that. So I think the guy's all wet. Paul, I don't think we have time, although I thought we did, but I think we're just about out of time. So let's let's not do the pop culture tonight. But having said that, glad Carrie's back, and I really appreciate you hanging out tonight. If you missed any part of these interviews or the show, I post them over on X now, Joe Talk Show. I'm also putting some stuff up on Rumble as well. But go and check them out there. They're doing very well on there. A couple of interviews from yesterday really, really did very well. That is Sam. That is Paul Carey. I'm Joe. We're back tomorrow. Have a great night. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.